Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is 1 Peter 2. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would long to know more, that we would long for your word and understanding. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. 1 Peter 2. Therefore, ridding yourselves of all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander, like newborn infants long for the unadulterated spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up to salvation, if you have tasted that the Lord is kind, to whom you are drawing near, a living stone rejected by men, but chosen and precious in the sight of God. And you yourselves, as living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who believes in him will never be put to shame. Therefore the honor is for you who believe, but for those who refuse to believe, the stone that the builders rejected This one has become the cornerstone, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, who stumble because they disobey the word, to which also they were consigned. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's possession, so that you may proclaim the virtues of the one who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, But now are the people of God, the ones who were not shown mercy, but now are shown mercy. Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and temporary residents to abstain from fleshly desires which wage war against your soul, maintaining your good conduct among the Gentiles, so that in the things in which they slander you as evildoers, by seeing your good deeds, they may glorify God on the day of visitation. Subject yourselves to every human authority for the sake of the Lord, whether to a king as having supreme authority, or to governors as those sent out by him for the punishment of those who do evil and to the praise of those who do good. For the will of God is as follows, by doing good to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as free persons, and not using your freedom as a covering for evil, but as slaves of God. Honor all people, love the community of believers, fear God, honor the king. Domestic slaves, be subject to your masters with all respect, not only to those who are good and gentle, but also to those who are unjust, for this finds favor, if because of consciousness of God someone endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. For what credit is it? If when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure. But if you endure when you do good and suffer for it, this finds favor with God. For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you should follow in his footsteps. Who did not commit sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. But when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When suffering, he did not threaten but entrusted himself to the one who judges justly, who himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, so that we may die to sins and live to righteousness. 
by whose wounds you were healed. For you were going astray like sheep, but you have turned back now to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. At the end of chapter 1, Peter quoted from Isaiah 40, which ends with, The word of the Lord endures forever. So Peter encourages that we focus on the word of the Lord. To do that, we need to get rid of some bad attitudes, including malice and hypocrisy, these negative thoughts toward others and pretending to be something. Instead, we need to be like babies that desire milk. Babies are single-minded when they are hungry. They are very hard to distract from their hunger. So I think Peter is suggesting that we long for the word of the Lord that will cause us to grow. He adds, If you have tasted that the Lord is kind, which is a quote or an allusion to Psalm 34. Peter quotes and alludes to many Old Testament passages in this chapter and in the letter. Then he moves to another illustration, the idea of stones. Jesus is the cornerstone, and we are stones built on him. We are built into a temple, but he calls Jesus and us living stones. This is a spiritual temple. And then he changes the picture so that we are priests in the temple, offering spiritual sacrifices. Peter quotes from Psalm 118 and Isaiah 28 and Isaiah 8 to show that he didn't just make up this idea of Jesus as the cornerstone. This has been a picture God has been using for a long time. But not everyone gets built onto the cornerstone of Jesus to make a great temple to God. People who won't believe trip over the stone of Jesus. Peter says that we who believe in Jesus are special, set apart for God. He uses several words to show this, including one that was used of kings to describe their private money rather than the public treasury that they were in control of. So we are very special to God. Peter quotes or alludes to Hosea, talking about how we are made into a people by God. Then Peter gets practical and applies this, saying that since we are God's people, we are foreigners in the world. So we have to live good lives so that it reflects well on God. He says we have to obey the government. When we do that, it will cause people to glorify God, and we need to be good to everyone. Then he addresses slaves. Slaves don't have a choice about being a slave, but they had a choice about how they would accept their position. He says that they should endure and be respectful, so that if they are mistreated, it won't be because they deserve it, and that will glorify God. He gives the example of Jesus, who was mistreated while doing nothing to deserve the mistreatment. Peter alludes to Isaiah 53 several times in his description of Jesus' suffering. And now for a deeper dive. Since this podcast is Bible chapter every day, you have to expect that I think highly of the Bible. So when Peter talks about longing for the pure milk, I am inclined to think that is referring to the Bible. Now, for full disclosure, Peter doesn't really specify what this spiritual milk is. We do remember that the Hebrews writer was talking about starting with milk teaching and working up to meat teaching when he was talking about Melchizedek. And Peter himself has a high regard for Scripture. Throughout this chapter, he has been directly quoting Scripture, and borrowing phrases from Scripture to make his points. He has referenced several different chapters in Isaiah, a couple of Psalms, and some verses from Hosea. And I'm not sure if I may have missed some. There's so much to learn in the Bible, so many connections to make. 
The great thing is that God makes the really important things obvious in the Bible. We can understand the basics pretty quickly, but we will never stop learning if we keep looking. You could focus for a whole year on one chapter of the Bible, and maybe at the end you will think you have learned everything there is to learn about that chapter. But then, when you read other parts of the Bible, suddenly they will cause you to understand more about that chapter you had studied for so long. As one preacher put it, we need to study big picture, and we need to focus close. This podcast is more on the big picture side of things, and there's a lot of good in that. But there's also good in focusing on a book or a chapter and spending time going over each verse carefully. I hope you long for the pure milk from God. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.